Do you regret any of it? Maybe we answered that already, but I regret in that your, I in your mind. Yeah, I do. I regret that I didn't stand up for the friendships that I had outside the church. I think mm-hmm. that is probably my number one regret. Like to befriend someone and then just drop them the moment that they decide they're not going to convert. Like that's awful. Welcome to the Reclamation Podcast. My name is Aldo Martin. And I'm Cousin Eddie. And together, we're going to explore what it's like to be in and leave a religious cult. For more info on the Reclamation Podcast, or to tell your story, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Aldo B. Martin. And they didn't have my perspective. They didn't understand the pressures that were happening on our side. So I can't even imagine how that must have seemed to them. <laughs> like, what? I thought you were my friend. And now all of a sudden, now you're not. not. The church. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, it seems fucked up, right? Yeah. That's, well, how else can they, can they, um, um, uh, what else can they deduce from that? Like, yeah. I, I think I would probably regret that too, you know, because I was very active in recruiting people, very active, you know, and, you know, I don't think I said this in, in the previous episodes, but <clears throat> one of my fears is that one of these days I'm going to come across somebody who was either a former member or close to being a former member. And and I'm the reason for them being in a bad headspace. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? Like you, Aldo, you fucked up. You, Aldo, you abandoned me. Right. You, Aldo, you said this. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm 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 just towing the company line, right? Like I'm being the the uh the Uber salesman here, the 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 ultimate customer representative for lack of a better term. Yeah. But that's a, that's a fear of mine, you know. And um and, and if I did that to anybody out there who who might be listening, who might remember my voice, or if I sound familiar to them and they feel that way about me, I I, I want to apologize. Um, it was. It was a um, it was a different time. It was a different time. And 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 I was definitely trying to find myself, but I, I definitely want to um, to apologize for that. But I don't want to harp on that too much. Earlier, um, you mentioned getting baptized in Madison Square Garden. And then having your number retired on the rafter. Right. You remember that? <laughs> yeah. What was your number, by the way? What was it? Twenty seven. <laughs> <laughs> So number 27, look out for that uh, next time you're at the garden. And, um, and so Cousin Eddie uh, was was not stuck, but really fascinated by this idea of, man, how much money was being put out just to have the garden? You know, like, what are we, that's, this is serious shit we talking about. Like, what are we? Now I'm thinking about it. I didn't realize how much of a big business it was. So you asked before. Uh, uh, no, no, no. When did the church end? But it really didn't. So the name of the church was the International Church of Christ. Okay. That was the name. And they broke away from the Church of Christ. So Church of Christ was established, you know, during the uh, Civil War era, right? A little or shortly thereafter. So then in the 70s, this guy created an offshoot of the Church of Christ. And call it the International Church of Christ, because he said Church of Christ is is bugging out. You guys are not radical enough. You're not like Jesus. This is how it's supposed to be. 
So he says, I'm leaving. Who's coming with me? So 30 people followed him. All right. And created what we know as the International Church of Christ. So in around 2001, 2002, he was the leader, but then he had to step down. He got demoted. So by 2004, maybe 2005, no, it might've been 2006. He got kicked out by the church. Hey, now, so the leader gets kicked out. So in 2007, Cousin Eddie, he decides to form another church and he calls it a very creative name. He called it the International Christian Church. The I- Sorry, International Christian Church? The ICC. So we go from ICOC to ICC. COC to ICOC to ICC. This is all really fascinating. I'm writing this down. You know, just going back to that creation story that you were telling, that used to be epic. That used to be something like when you came into the, the, the church, they were like, well, we used to be this, but then we broke away and there was the mainland and, you know, the, the mainland church that we broke, mainline, not mainland, my mainline church, and we broke away. And so to see this repeating itself again, it's like, wow. So now our church is the main line, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And there was always a mystery around it. They never said why they broke away, really. They just said they weren't doing their thing. They didn't go into detail. Oh, that's such a a thing of human nature is 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 the opportunity to work together. And then at some point, you know, I had this, I had this idea, and I was talking to a friend about um why I felt like the world could never get over its troubling social issues, racism, things like that. And the, to me, the, the, the blanket, the, the overbearing blanket company that is, that works against everything is overpopulation. Right. And I, I always had this thing of if, if the world, if the world uh, came close to an end and 20 people lived Right. And they were able to start over. Maybe they worked together really well for 50 years. Maybe it's 500 years of generations working really well together. Maybe 100 years in, um, one of those guys does something different. And the other 19 go, hey, man, I don't like what this guy's doing. And maybe they just break away and they go, hey, you, you go do what you're doing over there. Like, we're going to continue to do what we're doing over here. Or maybe they go, we're going to kill this guy because it's so it, it's in it's in our nature. So inherently to go, I can do it better than you, mm-hmm. you know, and and so all these different iterations of, of this church and it, and it comes with different things. It's it's like when you're when you're ashamed because you did something wrong and, and you don't want to admit that you did something wrong, you're like rather than going. Yeah, man, I probably shouldn't have done it that way. You go, well, screw those people. Mm-hmm. I can do it better. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's just so inherently within the human race. It's it's always like, yeah, I mean, we could work together and and you know have this great thing for a long time. But I mean, you did do this one thing that was a little different. We kind of didn't like it. Um, so can you change yeah. that? 
well, no, I don't want to change it. Okay. Well, we're going to do things differently then. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, I don't know. It makes me think of animal farm though. I don't, I don't know if for sure. If 100%. Yeah, where it's like, you know, these pigs this whole time are like, no, we got to get these farmers out because they're they're so messed up. Like they're they're just they got these rules and they're they're shoving us down. And, you know, once the pigs are in charge, it's going to be fine. And the moment the pigs are in charge, just like, all right. So here are the new rules. And then yeah. we're the last rules that you just had. And they're like, man, I want the farmers back. Like we're all we're we're all equal, but some are more equal than others. Mm-hmm. You know, and that, that's 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 exactly what it is for sure. For sure, that's exactly what it is. You know, uh, I, now I want to read that book. I've I've heard about it, but now I want to. Now it gives me a new context. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think, yeah, right. This is so. I guess all right. So then that this it leads me to this question then, and this is for the both of you, really. Um, I had a friend of mine I was speaking with a few weeks ago. Uh, Might have been last week. And I was telling him about this podcast that we're working on. And I saw, and so I started telling him about this church. And as he's listening to me recount this tale of this church, he says, man, you know, that really doesn't sound like a cult. It just sounds like an aggressive church. And it sounds like it helped you in your life. So I don't know if I would call it a cult. That's what he said. And, and so you just brought up this scenario of, you know, what if the world start all over again and it was 20 people and then eventually it would get to this, there'd be one person that would want to do things differently. And then Christina, you just brought up the book animal farm, excuse me, and how one group wanted to establish their own rule because they didn't like the previous rule, but when they established their own rule, it became a rule that other people didn't like. So knowing all this that we know, and knowing our life experiences and knowing how life turned out, if somebody was to say to you, hey, it really wasn't a cult, how would you feel about that? Would you agree? Would you disagree? Would you think that it's minimizing your experience? Would you, what do you, what do you, what do you think? I'm actually curious to hear Cousin Eddie's answer first, because you're an outsider. Uh, based, based on what I know, you're saying based on... Are, are are we speaking about someone that is still part of the church or has long left and di- just didn't see it that way? No, I'm just asking <clears throat> what we know about the church now. Yeah. Right. Based on, based on um, what I've heard. Based on what you've heard. Yeah. Right. And, and in all the discussions that we've had, because, because, because at this point, at this point, we've, we've spent hours on this topic Right. Just just cousin Eddie and I speaking with each other and speaking with other people. Just based off of what you know and based off what you know about other cults, too, mm-hmm. and based off what you know about human nature, too. Right. The things that you just uh, 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 beautifully stated earlier with the idea of, you know, if there's 20 people left on the planet, eventually there's there'll be one person that wants to do things differently. Mm-hmm. And that's more of a human nature type of thing. Mm-hmm. Well, what you know about this church and this guy that started it and the people that got involved? Is it fair to call it a cult? I, and I don't think there's a right or wrong answer. I look at, it seems to me, I look at religion as this. I don't know enough to discredit someone's feeling about God. So 
when I hear people around me that are staunch, staunch like atheists, and they're angry that people are agnostic because agnostic people go, well, I don't, I don't know if there is a God or not. They get really angry at agnostic people, which I would consider myself, because I don't know what that person has felt to go, I've had an experience that changed my life. But I think there's a but I think there's a real middle road where I go, hey, I can respect that with no issue whatsoever. If I'm trying to label something and, and say it's a cult, which which typically is deemed a not so good thing, not such a good thing, then I'm starting to see people where I go, okay, now you're moving from just kind of going about your day and believing in God yourself. Now you're moving into the area of, I want to kill someone over this. Or I want to manipulate someone because of this. So religions as a whole across the board can be very dangerous, but I'm not going to say a family that prays before their dinner at night at their little apartment home. And that's their thing. I'm not going to say, don't do that. You know what I mean? So like uh, from an outsider's perspective, I don't like some of the things that you guys have said because it, hurts me that some manipulation has taken place. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. For me, that's a hard thing to see in life when that happens to people. At the same time, uh, all of you are at some point had this kind of revelation in a way. You're all, you've all done very well for yourselves. You're very intelligent. You always were very intelligent. But um, I don't know. It didn't. It didn't go. It didn't go as far as saying. I don't know. I, I, maybe it's a way harder to answer than I thought. It's complicated. Yeah. I. It's complicated. I, I, when yeah. I think of cult, I immediately think of Manson. Uh, the worst of it, right? The worst. Yeah. Of it. Yeah. The, like the you know David Koresh, Waco. You know what I mean? Like like uh, mm-hmm. a Jim Jones. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, the the manipulation of it to me is still very hurtful with young kids too. Mm-hmm. You know, if 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 the idea is is to fill those seats with bodies, it's a business model, you know. And but at the same time, much like a job where I'm not going to align myself with, say, particularly uh, people with a kind of a narcissistic salesperson type of attitude, say. Mm-hmm. You guys did find people within that organization that it, they were true friendships. So in an interesting way, a lot of good did come of it as well. You know, so so then I look at myself and I go, is it fair for me to even say that it was a cult? Maybe that's not fair, you know, because some good did come of you guys coming out of that, whether it was to find yourselves and find your own thought processes. Maybe that's what it took. Mm-hmm. Or to to keep meaningful friendships that otherwise may never have happened, right? You know? To either find ourselves or find each other, right? Yeah. Or or a little bit of both, somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. What what do you think, um, Christina? Well, I think two things kind of well, actually a lot. That was a really great answer, um, <laughs> but I think a couple of things stood out, and I think the the filling the body with seats, right? 
fight and how that could come across. Shout, shout out to Dr. Melton. <laughs> yeah. uh, Dr. Melton uh, for yeah, coming up with that line. Yeah. But if you really believe, which I admittedly, I never believed this, but this was the teaching, right? That there is an eternal damnation, right? Like you actually genuinely think that someone will spend their perpetual time in hell. And that the only way for them to not do that is to have a relationship with Jesus. If that's your genuine belief, I can understand the, the fervent nature of wanting to fill those seats, right? To be like, cousin Eddie, I really think you're an awesome man and I can't see that baby for you, right? And so if a person's coming from that place, then it makes sense, right? Then, I'm, then it's like, I still, you know, I would still be uneasy be, about being approached that aggressively, but I can, I can follow that because mm. I'm like, okay, they really genuinely just don't want that path for this person. Mm. And even though I don't believe that's the real path, they believe that's the path. And right. so they are really trying their best to save them. But, um, you know, there were a lot of people who did approach it as maybe not so much like a, like when you say a business model, it, it was their way to rise in the ranks, right? Like mm-hmm. bringing someone along yeah. wasn't to save that person, right? It was to elevate their reputation. And that's where it's like, that's where the manipulation and that's where the, the social isolation, because I feel like that's the piece of it that, that really gives it that cult like flavor mm-hmm. um, <laughs> really comes in to me, right. Where it's like, you know, anytime you're, you're teaching people that, that, you know, that, that you can't communicate with this whole group of people, that to me is harmful. Right. And that element does exist within religions. Like there are groups of people who believe that their, their religion is the truth. Right. And they, but, but there's not that element of, okay, well, if this person doesn't believe this way, then you can't speak to them anymore. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And to me, that, that's, that, those two things, like the manipulation and the, the social isolation parts of those are what make it cultish. Mm. Cultish. I, I think that's the word that I, I, I find myself using now, right? Cultish, cult-like. And it kind of makes me want to like go back and uh, kind of rename the program, <laughs> you know, and kind of rename the intro, right? Because I, I started I started this thing with, all right, you know what? I was in a cult. And now I'm thinking, was I in a cult? Or it, it, it's it's I go back and forth with it, and it's so there's not a definitive answer because 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 for me it, it started when I watched this documentary on on CNN about uh, 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 Jim Jones and the Jonestown massacre, right? And as I'm watching it, I'm watching it with like horror in my eyes, terror in my eyes, because I was like, oh shit, this is very similar. Like it, we didn't have the same result, but it was very similar, and and that's what made me kind of just 
have to take a step back and be like, whoa, what was I a part of? Right. And this was years after having been a member years after it wasn't like the next year. No, this is now in my thirties. I'm looking at it. And it was, it was, it was scary. It was really scary. But what I'm left with, even though I go back and forth with it, what I'm left with is it had the same ingredients as all these other organizations. It really did. We didn't end up as Lynn Manson. We didn't end up as Jim Jones. We did not end up as uh, Heaven's Gate. We did not end up as David Koresh. We didn't. But the ingredients were there. Yeah, because we've talked about this before. We've, 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 you know, in conversations that asked each other, you know, would you have drank the Kool-Aid? And and the answer is depends, right? It depends, yo. It depends. Who else was drinking the Kool-Aid? Yo, listen, listen, yo, listen, (laughs) listen, not, not for nothing. Cousin Eddie, don't judge me, but. If Christina and I were sitting next to each other and I saw Christina drink about to drink the Kool-Aid, even if I would have said, yo, man, you sure? And I see her doing it. I don't know if I could let her do that by herself. Mm-hmm. I really don't know. And that's not to say that I definitely will or that I definitely won't. Mm-hmm. But it's it, it's it's it'll be a conversation that I'll be having in my head. Yeah. Either I might have to talk myself out of it. I might, but shit, man. Yeah. This is this is family here. Or the family that I built. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 complicated. I guess I guess we haven't gotten anywhere. <laughs> we haven't gotten anywhere. We've just we've just underlined that we've just underlined that this is complicated. And and I think it's important for us to 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 to, to say that. It it really is. I saw an article today. I saw an article today on Twitter. Uh I read the uh, somebody posted this article. And it said, are women more susceptible to cults than men are? And what I did not like about the article was that it had this very narrow-minded view of a cult. Yeah, that's a, there's a lot of assumptions in that. So the answer to that question is that anybody is susceptible to a cult. Anybody. doesn't matter if it's a man or a woman. Anybody. And that we kind of have to expand our thinking to what a cult really is or what it can be or what it can produce. But we can go on and on. We can go on and on and on and on. So that's what I'm going to do, man. I'm going to stop us here. Um, Christina, I want to thank you very much. Thank you so much, Christina. Thanks for having me. This has been really wonderful. Absolutely. Uh, Great speaking with you again. What's what the audience doesn't know is that I'm probably going to speak with Christine on the phone tomorrow. And we speak on the phone for hours sometimes. So that's just how it goes down. That's just how it goes down. You know? So listen, Christina, I'm going to hit, I'm going to hit stop right here, but thank you so much for participating. Anything you want to leave the audience with? Sorry. Anything, anything you want to leave the audience with any final thoughts? I mean, I kind of feel like you wrapped it up. I, I think, I think I would just lean into what you were saying about questioning what you're willing to do. Right. I I think it's really easy to say, Oh, I would never do whatever it is X, Y, Z. And, and I think it takes a lot of maturity and a lot of, of really like self-reflection. Yeah. To realize that at some point in time, I think we all would do a lot of things that, that we don't think we would do. So sure. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. 
And 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 with that being said, uh, next time I'm at MSG, I'm gonna look up and see if I can see your jersey. <laughs> I also I also want to say something. Uh, you know, I think you guys deserve to be very easy on yourselves, a little easier on yourself, or easy on yourself in terms of those old friendships. Uh, feeling like you might have put someone down the wrong path, or that um, you cut ties with someone that didn't know the situation that you're in because at the end of the day, you could not care and just go, yeah, whatever. I don't care. So that's a really, it's a, it's a good thing to recognize that. And I, 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 it's particularly interesting for me because I'm watching a lot of shows with true sociopaths and psychopaths. And it's, it's, it's good to know that, people with hearts are out there <laughs> we out here we out here brave heart you know what i mean we out here <laughs> next week on the season finale of the reclamation podcast why, why did you guys agree to be interviewed for the program i could just see I, it felt like redemption and it felt like the, the time had come for this to happen but i did not know the struggles in these ways uh, that that y'all shared that stood out so much to me from your story because i you know as you're saying this like yeah we kind of suffered in silence all of us like we're all together but yet all suffered in silence because there was an unwritten rule like we can't talk about these certain things these are my people and this is my safe place and anytime i was like i don't want to leave it was because i didn't want to leave (laughs) y'all you know and other people like you Go ahead, Liz. Everybody's going to do it tonight. Thank you. Thank you. you.